It's lunchtime in Central Texas. Live at one of the year's biggest events. As you can see, the crowd is going wild. Let's see who will have their cake and eat it, too. It's time for the press box. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? I can read. PB and J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Now here's your host, Ward Whites, and Glenn Stretch Smith, along with Aaron Sexton. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas here on this. Wonderful Wednesday. <laughs> or if you're in Stephanie's world, Wacky Wednesday. It's wonderful. It's wonderful? It's not wonderful. wacky? Uh, it's all right today. It's all right today so far? Well, when you're in this it's building, early. it's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, just hang on a minute. Just hang on. Something will change. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's probably pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Stretch, beautiful day outside. How's the weather where you are? I couldn't be any better. Couldn't be, any time here in God's country, it can't be any better than God's right country. here in Central Texas. You know what? Some people, some people talk about living in Texas, and others get the opportunity to do it. And if you're not living here now, don't move here. Stay out of here. We don't want to tell you about it. No more transplants, right? <laughs> oh my! Come on now. You, you should be with open arms. Yeah, I am with open arms. Come on down and visit, and then get your ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, that's that's more than fair. I I like it. Uh, La Vega Lady uh, Basketball last night. They moved to the region championship for the second year in a row. Uh, yeah, big win for them as they take down Burnett last night, seventy nine to forty one, and for the first time in two years. In two years of playoff basketball, the Lady Pirates trailed after the first quarter, 10-8, to 8, but they're able to get back on track and really good from the free throw line last night. They were 19 of 23 from the free throw line, something that has been able to uh, bug them a little bit. They haven't been very good from the free throw line. They were able to separate themselves last night, so congratulations to the Lady Pirates. They're the same the team Pirates. from last year, too. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah great they, group of girls. Great group of girls. A lot of fun. So we're heading to Brian. Coming up on Friday and Saturday for the region semifinals and the region championship, and maybe another trip back to San, San Antonio, Antonio for back to back state champions for the Lady Pirates of La Vega. That'd be awesome. Are you are you are you a fan of a fan of the San Antonio Riverwalk Ward? You like going down there? And I am. I am a fan. How about you? I enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Last year when I went and did the state championship for La Vega, and I'll be back this year, hopefully, I, I just went and walked up and down the river walk. Just people watch is as much fun for me as anything. <laughs> and then I, I found me a, a little place to where I set up top the river walk and got me a good steak dinner and just sat there and watched people walk by. I enjoy that a whole lot. You sent lot. me pictures, actually. Yeah, I did. Oh, I, I nice. really enjoy that. Do you, do you enjoy just sitting there and and watching the people and having a good dinner? 
I don't know if I'm that much of a people watcher. I mean, if I'm going to do that, I probably go to the airport. <laughs> you, see, you see more village idiots moving around in the airport than you do anywhere. But yeah, no, I, I mean, it's all right. You know, I, my uh, my my girlfriend's got a great place down there. She's got a she got a place in the hill country and little little timeshare. And I, you know, I do, I do enjoy. I just enjoy San Antonio. I mean, I like the whole. I like the whole uh, atmosphere of getting a little bit west of there and going into the hill country. It, it doesn't get much better than that. So, yeah, it's got a good yeah. vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, no question. I mean, San Antonio. San Antonio is a, is a great place, a great city, great people. Great place. And, uh, I, I, know, I know they do a great job of, enter, you know, of, of really entertaining this, you know, this tournament. I mean, I think they've, that's, that's awesome for them that, that, that they – you know that they've been able to put on such a successful tournament. It's not easy to do. You know that. I mean, no, it's you hard know, coordinate all that. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's okay in the Alamo Dome. I really do, but I'm going to be a little bit critical. I miss the UIL State Championship Basketball Tournament being in Austin. I'll be honest. I miss it there. Me too. It's closer. Well, that's because <laughs> well, that's that's Austin's a little better town than San Antonio. That, don't take that personal, big folks in San Antonio. Imagine you saying hard. that, Stretch. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, to be, it's hard to beat Austin, man. Now, you know what? I, I, don't get me into the politics and all the, all the riffraff that goes around Austin, but the, the city of Austin, Padna, doesn't get any better than that. I just like the state championships being in Austin – and I'm I I know baseball and softball and and some of baseball is in Round Rock. Eh, it's okay, but I like it being at Dell Diamond. I I like the softball championships, all the games there on the campus. Uh, and I I miss basketball being in Austin as well. And I'm look, I like the AT and T experience for the high school football playoffs, but I kind of I mean. Get off my lawn, kid. I kind of miss the UIL State Championships being at UT. I just mm-hmm. it, it's it's a cool thing to have it there at UT. And and look, I'm not a UT guy. I just think it's cool to have it in the capital. Yep. I think I think you are a little closet UT guy. We're, we're <laughs> discovering something this <laughs> afternoon. And our first segment here, Ward Whites is admitting somewhere deep down in there, and maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just in the evening when you're outside and you look in the sunsets going down. It's got a little of that burn orange no, tint to stop it. it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Stop, stop. It's all right. That, let, let me tell you, the first step to recovery is recognition. So I'm concerned <laughs> that you won't you won't at least recognize that oh my oh you're so bad all right <laughs> baylor basketball last night they fall to byu 78 to 71 and stretch i don't know if you got a chance to watch it i listened to that game coming home from the Laviga girls game last night and baylor just the defense just was not there in provo and i don't know if it was tired legs from the 1600 mile trip from west virginia to provo might have been some of it Man, that's not an easy thing for a basketball team to do, but it it was it sounded like tired legs. Uh, listening to J Mo last night and Pat, and they just could not get over the hump. As soon as they got a little bit close, it was BYU goes down and hits a three or separates themselves by getting to the free throw line. Baylor just could not get over it last night. Yeah, I mean they. they, they I mean BYU. It's you know, goes 14 for 36 from beyond the arc. I mean, that's 
almost forty. That's stupid. And then they, they and they and they won. The, you know, they won the game uh, on the offensive glass. And so, yeah, I'm a even though I'm a football coach, you don't need to be magna cum laude to figure that out. I mean, if they <laughs> and, and whenever it, it, I watched the game, but it felt like you know when. When Baylor started kind of defending the three-point shot, then they were backdoor cutting it, and and BYU had the answers last night, and that makes it difficult, you know, to go in there. Obviously, you know, a big crowd there uh, in Provo last night, and and uh, you know, you when you can't when you can't play defense any better than I, I think they did, and they couldn't get critical stops in the game, they end up losing the game late. Yeah, that that's a disappointing loss for the Bears. But again, it's Big Twelve basketball, and you're going to have those type of nights. And uh, I, you know, if if Bader wants to get where they want to get, I, I think they're going to have to lock down that defense a little bit better, more characteristic of Scott Drew defense. And I, I don't know that we've seen that very many times this year, or maybe even last year as well for the Bears. We'll get into more of that a little bit later on. Texas Tech gets the win over TCU, eighty-two to eighty-one, close game there in Lubbock. And West Virginia, how about them getting a win over UCF? UCF was kind of on fire, but West Virginia says, hey, wait a minute, we're still in this conference. Give us a chance. They win by 10 last night. Yeah, we, 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 we talk about it. It feels like we talk about it two or three times a week. You know, anybody can beat anybody in this league. I thought the more impressive win last night was, how about Creighton just, I mean, they just took Utah, a UConn to the woodshed. And I'm being whipped them last night. It was I, I was kind of flipping back and forth with those games that uh, number one team in the country got 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 spanked. So, you know, you better right now in college basketball, you better not think about taking a night off because you'll 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 get beat. Somebody somebody decides they're going to turn it on and play you. There's no doubt. Lots of games coming up tonight as well. We'll get into the schedule coming up a little bit later on. But Steph, what? National Day is it today? What am I going to enjoy today? Today is National Sticky Bun Day. <laughs> sticky Bun? What in the hell's a sticky bun? I have no idea. It's something sweet. It Aaron like probably honey, knows. Kind of like a honey bun, isn't it? I mean, is that a honey bun? I think it's similar. I think you can go to like to Shipley's Donuts or something and get it. A sticky bun. I don't eat that stuff. Yeah, it's just a, well, it looks like a. Uh, He's going to look it up on the Googles. It <laughs> looks like a cinnamon roll. Okay, yeah, you, you know, one of the homemade, but not one of the kind of uh, not with the frosting on with, it, with t- two inches of frosting on it. Yeah, okay. which I love those. But it's yeah. kind of a stupid the, day, the pinwheel. <laughs> the, it looked the pinwheel kind of. Uh, oh, okay. Cinnamon rolls. All right, it appears to be. I'm 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 going to say I'm not a fan. Not a fan either. No, I love I'm them. Not doing that. <laughs> You're not a cinnamon roll guy. I'm yeah. a cinnamon roll guy, but I don't think I'm a sticky bun. Guy. What the hell's the difference? They, just, <laughs> they, they, thicken the, they, they thicken up the, the stuff they put on top of it and make it give it give it a little more of a hummingbird feel with a little more sugar on it. What the, what's wrong with that? All right, it sticks well, to your fingers. Uh, I love it. The more icing, the better. <laughs> the more icing, the better. You think? Yeah. That's uh, exactly right. That's I need, exactly. You know right. what I need more of? I need more of National Pizza Day. I know. We need to talk to shorties. We need to go out to Shorty's and have their pizza, and you and Stretch do the show from there. I think that would be fun. Kyle, if you're listening, call me on the line, <laughs> on the text line. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> underhand begging and there. They have, they have really good wings, you guys. So um, right. there, there's a little plug. There you go. All there right. Go. Cowboys, they have a familiar face in the building. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that next with R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys. That's coming up right here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting second-ranked Houston. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. At Richard Car, we give you more. Details. Richard Car Motors is turning 25, and we're celebrating with our anniversary savings event. Get a premium ride in uncommon style for a common price in a Buick Envision. Right now, save $4,750 on a new 2023 Buick Envision at Richard Car Buick. Plus, qualified buyers get 0.9% financing and no payments for 90 days. Call now, get here now, or log on now and get 25th anniversary sales savings on a new Buick at Richard Car today. At Richard Car, we give you more. QC Kinetics patient Robert Patterson, a veteran and business owner, struggled at work and in the gym with chronic agonizing shoulder pain. Those injuries just continue to nag, and if you don't treat them, they just get worse. And I just kind of abused my body for a long time, and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay, because QC Kinetics tells your pain, hey, enough is enough. Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery. I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym, it was absolutely worth its weight in gold. So I could continue to live life without limitation. Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results. Call now. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Steve Maya, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is right around the corner, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home as 
estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward White's Glenn smith Aaron Sexton along with you here on this wacky Wednesday. And as normal on Wednesday, we get to visit with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. R.J., how are we doing on this Wednesday? Doing well, guys. Great to be with you. Happy hump day. Happy Hump Day, and for the Dallas Cowboys, there's a familiar face that's going around saying that he's back in the fold with the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones have kissed and made up, and now he's on the advisory board. What does that mean? I think it means that uh, in today's day and age, anything that people see on the Internet gets taken and and ran with uh, at a million miles an hour. Um, you know, my take on, on listening to Jimmy's comments was that he was kind of talking in jest and, and kind of making a joke. Um, I know that the, the legendary Brad Sham uh, said yesterday on Twitter that there's no such thing as an advisory board. So uh, we're all just kind of wandering in the, in the dark, I guess, the way we have been with these two for uh, for about three three decades now. RJ, let me ask you, Tyron Smith came out yesterday as well, said – you know, he still thinks he's got some left in the tank. Uh, how do you see the Cowboys taking advantage of that? And is is his salary and salary cap number going to be able to fit in uh, w- with the possible restructuring of what they want to do, uh, maybe with Dak and signing him to a long-term deal? Yeah, I think that ultimately, you know, if the Cowboys want Tyron back, they can probably make it happen, probably make just about anything work there. Um, He's been pretty amenable from a financial standpoint. He's allowed them to touch up his contract uh, many times. Not not that he had a real say in that matter because he he got that money. But um, this is, you know, I know that we've talked about the verbiage of all in and things like that uh, a lot over the last few weeks. But, I do think if you view yourself as all in, if you view yourself as having to do something serious and take a bit of a risk, one of those things is probably relying on Tyron Smith to a significant degree this season because the the, blunt truth of it all is he isn't reliable. He can't be counted on from a health standpoint, but the Cowboys are kind of, you know, pigeonholed into a bit of a corner where they sort of have no choice. And so I think him coming back is a no-brainer. It's just uh, more of a formality at this point. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., I know I asked this question too much, but I'm going to ask it again. Tony Pollard, he's not the answer at running back. What do the Cowboys have to do? Is it free agency, in your opinion? Or I've been hearing that it's the draft that they need to go to and find a running back. You know, one of our talented writers, um, he, he goes uh, by a, an Internet nickname. His name is OCC. Um, he wrote something a few days ago now. Um, there was you know, something along the lines of, I forget the exact title, but learning from you know, the nine lessons the Cowboys can learn about free agency in terms of mistakes from the past. And I know that this will stick in your crawl ward, but number one uh, was uh, the veteran running back and kind of avoiding it and you know, not necessarily paying for a running back. And, 
that's not to say that running backs don't matter. It's just to say that running backs are not the position to devote significant and serious resources. If you look at the you know five biggest contracts handed out to running backs in free agency a year ago and the year before, of those 10 contracts, only one of those single running backs improved from a rushing yard standpoint on the season that they were coming off of. And so it's just not a, a wise bet to make, but um, you do obviously have to be able to run the ball. And that's where you have to obviously draft players, which the Cowboys haven't necessarily really done since Tony Pollard. And that would be my kind of assessment is you've got to devote a serious ish draft resource to that position and, and hedge that bet with a veteran running back, not somebody who you're ultimately going to be relying upon. In fact, the the one of those 10 running backs I mentioned was David Montgomery, who the Detroit Lions signed last year, uh, who obviously wouldn't have had the same sort of success if not for the rookie Jameer Gibbs. And so it, it has to be kind of a, 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 a group effort, but uh, I would not go chasing Derrick Henry or Josh Jacobs or anybody like that in free agency myself. <laughs> Ward, that hurt you right there, didn't it? Yeah, that, <laughs> Ward got punched. Ward wants Ward, Ward wants Henry so bad he can't see straight. Yeah, I think he's recruiting him right now, RJ. He's trying <laughs> to get him recruited to the Cowboys. You know, we talked uh, last week about defense going into this combine. I, you know, Zimmer coming into the building, bringing Paul Gunther with him. Uh, you know they're gonna. You know they're gonna look defense. Uh, and, and have to look defense for really a, to address multiple issues. Uh, what is your – as you look up and down the roster and you look at depth, linebacker, we in my mind, has got to be number one. Do you think they also are going to have to address from a free agency standpoint, and I'm saying this before the draft, what they're going to do from a, from a defensive back standpoint? I mean, I, I think – free agency is going to help dictate the next course of action. Do they want to bring Stefan Gilmore back? And I don't think that that would be, um, you know, a, a massive thing from a financial investment standpoint, but it is a massive thing in terms of how it shapes your decision-making. If you bring Stefan Gilmore back, then the plan is kind of what it was last year, right? I mean, Trayvon Diggs coming off the injury and Stefan on the outside, Deron Blaine on the inside, that probably allows you to, to say a difficult goodbye, but a goodbye nonetheless to somebody like Jordan Lewis. If you don't do that, if, if you decide you, you don't want to bring Stefan Gilmore back, well, you know, that's a, an interesting decision. But you have to supplement that loss somewhere. You have to be able to go find bodies. Um, it, it's, I think we're going to see, I wouldn't say an exodus of, of, you know, defensive backs. But, I mean, a lot of the Cowboys defensive backs are, are really kind of linebackers, you know, in actuality. Obviously, Jaron Curse has played up in the box. Um, you know, Marquise Bell's played up in the box. Izzy Mukwam has done just a little bit of that. So I think in a weird kind of sense, the Cowboys are going to be picking up some safeties that they've sort of lost, if you want to call it that, to the linebacker position. Because I think that, you know, coming off of what they are and with Mike Zimmer and whatnot, they want some more classic off-ball, big-body linebackers who can absorb things in the run the way that their safeties couldn't. And so there is work to be done, but I think it's more modifying what they already have and just kind of, you know, rearranging the, the furniture in the living room, so to speak, to make it feel bigger. R.J. Ochoa blogging the boys in ESPN San Antonio with us here inside the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, R.J., for Cowboy fans, how is this defense going to look different? Is it going to be a complete overhaul of this defense with Mike Zimmer taking over? I really don't think, you know, that they need to reinvent the wheel. I know that those were Mike Zimmer's exact words in his opening press conference. I mean, 
they've got stout pass rushers, and, and some of that will also be remodeled by whether or not they're able to bring people like George Armstrong back. Um, you know, I think the biggest change, the, the biggest place where Mike Zimmer's, you know, sort of change or adjustment might be felt is probably the interior of that defensive line. And, and I know we already talked about the linebackers, but I mean, I, I think Mike Zimmer probably, and I'm not the first or the 5,000th person to say this, probably wants a big body capable, you know, just trash can of a defensive tackle to help kind of combat things there in a way that Dan Quinn maybe, I don't want to say thought he was above, but thought he didn't necessarily have to do or devote serious primer energy towards. And so I think that's where we're probably going to see Mike Zimmer impact things the most. Uh, maybe he uh, he gives Mozzie Smith a, a couple of peanut butter sandwiches every day, some crustables, things like that. You know, beef him back up uh, to some weight that he was prior to his rookie season with the Cowboys. I'm all about uncrustables. I can promise you that, Ward. That's about a two. That's about my two-day-a-week lunch right here. Uncrustables, and you, you chase it down with some of those Andy Caps hot fries. It, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, R.J. Um, when we when we look at the staff and, and, and Zimmer did have a couple of guys that he added and, and Greg Ellis is an assistant D line guy who played here. And we, we talked about Paul Gunther earlier. Uh, is there any other, do you, do you see any other movements on the staff? And if so, where might, you know, where might that be right now? I think for the most part in terms of, you know, flashiest or highest level impact things were, were probably all done. I think the Paul Gunther thing was probably the most significant. I think the Greg Ellison was probably what commanded the most attention just because of his history with the team and obviously Randy Moss because you have to bring that up with him every time. Um, but I, I think the Cowboys are, you know, now at a place uh, that's a little bit boring, although they'll find a way to, to make it not be. Uh, where now that they've got sort of the nucleus of their staff, they, they've got to figure things out. They've got to get on the same page. They've got to speak the same language. They've, you know, got to start identifying prospects both in, in the veteran free agent market and in the draft that they're going to kind of fit what they want to do. Um, but so I, I think that the, the dust is finally settling, and, and it feels like, you know, I know that we were, you know, all sort of awkwardly waiting on Dan Quinn to make a decision and then waiting for this to be finalized. It feels like the offseason is now finally truly and totally beginning for the Cowboys, which means that, you know, something massive is just around the corner because that's how they like to operate. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, if you got that massive, can you give us a little heads up? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I really don't know, but I mean, um, and this is all just speculating, but if, if they are going to do a Dak Prescott extension and they should, it, it, in all likelihood will happen before free agency. I mean, so we we are, again, in that theoretical, hypothetical world a couple of weeks away. Uh, but, I mean, they, they are hardly ever predictable. And so if, if that's the thing that feels like it makes the most sense, um, you know, they, they have a, a, a great habit of kind of pulling one out that you never, didn't see coming. RJ, is there anybody that you can see on this roster right now that the Joneses might use a franchise tag on, or do they just pass on that this year? Yeah, I think it's difficult, and I mean, you know, it's a, it's not a, a great tool because it's really unfortunate the way it traps players, but from a team standpoint, it is definitely a great tool, um, and so you, you hate to kind of just let it, you know, drift away in the wind, but I do think you'd be really stretching for a reason or a way or a rhyme to use it. Um, the Cowboys have used it, I believe, six years in a row, so uh, for the first time in a long time, it looks like they're just going to kind of be chilling and let this be somebody else's problem for a change. 
tight, tight in depth uh, when when you think about the Ferguson, how he he, he came on, Hendershot came on. Uh, it, it looks like McCarthy likes the ability to go two and sometimes three tight ends uh, in the red zone. Are there any thoughts on what they might do to strengthen that position? I think that's a sore subject for a lot of people just because they, they probably got too cute with it last year. I mean, you're right. You know, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot really kind of impressed, but they also, you know, you didn't even name the second round pick that they spend. Luke Scootmaker was, you know, his most famous moment was the, you know, one inch, you know, short moment that he had up in Philadelphia in that crazy game. And so, I mean, they're probably set. If, if they spend any resource on tight end after spending a second-round pick and watching it just collect dust for a season, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people who are rather upset and feel like they have no idea what they're doing. You know, last year, the position was in an interesting spot because a lot of people, I think, were optimistic about Jake Ferguson, but the sample size from his rookie season was so small, and it was really kind of difficult to really believe that he was going to catch fire, and, and thankfully he did. But that's why, you know, we were wondering, are the Cowboys going to draft Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer in, in one of the first two rounds of the draft? And it wound up being neither of them and ultimately wound up being some dude who made pretty much no impact. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys in ESPN San Antonio with us here on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Where does Michael Gallup fill in, uh, fit into this offense right now? This is an awkward question because I don't think that there is an answer. Um you know, it this this writing has been on the wall from the moment they really kind of gave Gallup his extension two years ago. It was always kind of a two-year deal or, or, or a deal that had an escape route or escapability after the two the first two seasons. And with C.D. Lamb's development, obviously, that has made this feel all the more likely. And the fact that Dallas traded for Brandon Cooks last year, granted, they didn't give up a lot, um, but Gallup really got relegated uh, further and further down the depth chart. And you know, Jalen Tolbert has hardly done anything to, you know, pry away the wide receiver three role from him. But it's, you know, it's a young man's game. And, and suddenly it's been six years since Michael Gallup was drafted, you know, in the blink of an eye. And so I I would, you know, I, I hate to predict something like this, but I would be shocked if Michael Gallup is on the Cowboys in 2024, to be honest. Well, and that's, and that's hard to believe because the thought of them kind of keeping him, and I know we're talking about apples and oranges here, above Cooper kind of blows you away because that felt like, as you look at it now, that felt like a straight money trade for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I'll never in my life get over that. I mean, (laughs) that was, you know, among the dumbest things they've ever done, the most narcissistic and silly and unexplainable things they've ever done. Um, And you're right, they didn't choose Gallup over Cooper. I mean, they could have kept Amari. Um, even, you know, despite giving Michael Gallup the contract that they did. But um, it, it's it's a cold thing to say in the NFL or in, in general, but as it relates to the NFL and roster building, I mean, they paid Michael Gallup when he was coming off of a torn ACL. And they just, they love to feel like they're getting a bargain. Like, you know, they're they're paying, you know, lower than market rate for, for this reason or another. Um, and that's kind of what the situation was because Gallup was, you know, in the middle of rehabbing that injury. And it was a, a bet, you know, that they made and, and they ultimately lost. And if not for the incredible development of C.D. Lamb, I mean, it, I think it would have reared its ugly head a lot sooner than it has. Speaking of C.D. Lamb, R.J., when does that all come out and, and get that deal done? Because that's one of the things that we've heard that's on the list to get done in this offseason. 
Yeah, I mean, I think the DAC is the first one you have to do just because of the salary. Again, assuming you want to do it, um, it, it, it just it creates the most salary cap space. But CD would be next. Uh, while Micah Parsons is obviously an important uh, person to take care of, I, I know he's, um, he's, you know, upsetting a lot of people these days with, uh, with just about everything, it feels like. But you have time, um, at the very least, if you can't get something done. I mean, this is his first year of eligibility, and you do want to get it done because this is the cheapest it will be. Um, but it's not as pressing of a matter in that technical sense as C.D. Lamb or Dak Prescott. So a lot of times deals like this for the Cowboys, I know that this is uh, frustrating, but it will at the very least give us things to talk about. Um, a lot of times these things don't get done until they're all trapped together uh, in Oxford, California for a, a couple of weeks. And so uh, it might not be until training camp, but hopefully sometime between now and then. And when you talk about Micah Parson, how long is it? And maybe they already have it in place until you have some maybe Twitter police or social media police to say, hey, that's really not a good idea. Let's back off a little bit. I, you know, I don't know. And I feel like such a hypocrite because I am online, you know, most of my life. And, you know, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of what Micah does, um, you know, benefits me in, in terms of my job. But I, I do think that it's, it's probably reaching a, an inflection point for the Cowboys just because, I mean, nothing good comes from it. And I think that's, you know, how, how a parent feels on things like this, right? I mean, it's just you're, you're, you're trying to look out for the person involved. And, you know, whether he realizes it or not, Mike is only setting himself up to, to walk into traps, unfortunately. And I do think he's a talented opinionist. I, I enjoy his podcast and enjoy his material. But, um, you know, this past week when he was on with Stephen A., um, whether it was purposeful or intentional or not, I mean, he walked into kind of throwing DeMarcus Lawrence under the bus and questioning effort and things like that. And, you know, you're the Dallas Cowboys. You're pretty volatile already just kind of getting out of bed. Uh, the last thing you need is somebody to kind of stoke the flames like that, which is what seems to be happening kind of over and over here. Do you think the Cowboys were cringing a little bit? Maybe Mike McCarthy, maybe Jerry Jones, maybe anybody, even Zimmer, when they look up and Micah Parsons playing in the NBA celebrity game, he did win the MVP, but I'm not sure I want my star linebacker out there on the hardwood in the offseason taking a chance on rolling an ankle. Yeah, I would bet a lot that after this next extension is done, you never see anything like that. <laughs> uh, because, you know, if there wasn't an NBA all-star celebrity game clause before Friday night, there is. Um, you know, at least there will be one in the language. Um, you know, you can't do that. You can't go snowboarding. You can't do stuff like this. I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, a hundred million dollars that you're about to devote. So, uh, in that sense, it feels fair to ask for, for certain things along those lines. <laughs> RJ Ochoa blogging the boys with us here inside the press box on ESPN Central Texas. What is the one thing that, that Mike McCarthy has to change going into next season in your opinion from the sidelines i mean i i think that there's often when you don't win the super bowl a, a sense for that right like oh we've got to make a dramatic change we've got to make a, a dramatic adjustment and i don't mean to say keep doing more of what you are um but but the cowboys are a very good team and i think that that's worth remembering um they are a very good offense and that's worth remembering they just failed in spectacular fashion at the worst possible moment. And so, I mean, I, I know it's a tired expression, but they don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. You don't have to completely and totally redo everything. I think the most important thing is 
you know, you have to remember that the only thing you have to redo is the whole season. You know, while you have been very good, you don't get any extra credit. You don't get to, you know, start, you know, four weeks in or whatever. You have to climb the mountain from base camp. And so um, that's a mentality that Mike McCarthy, I think, has to instill in everybody that just because you've done all this, you've won all these games, you've been to the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, you're starting the season off on the same note as the Chicago Bears, on the same note as the Arizona Cardinals or the Washington Commanders or whoever, um, and they've got just as much of a shot at you as doing what you want to do, and, and you have to keep that in mind all the way through. And when you say not not <clears throat> not dumping the whole situation, I here's here's how I see it from, from where I see it. Their last three playoff losses have been to Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, who had, I think, seven or eight starts, and Jordan Love. So my question would be, do you really feel that strong about giving your quarterback that kind of money and that extensive a pay raise? I mean, you know, he ranked in the top five in just about every advanced statistical measurement this past season. And in most instances, one, the only, if not one of the only, but the only quarterback who ranked ahead of him was Brock Purdy, who you mentioned. Um, so he, he might be pretty good in his own right. Um, I, I know that we so desperately want to see this team win the Super Bowl, and I know that these are frustrating things to hear. Um, and I know it sounds like the same old, same old, same old, but, I mean, the reality is that every piece and point of objective data-based evidence overwhelmingly proves that Dak Prescott is among the very best quarterbacks in the NFL. And so I think we're, you know, we, we have a tendency to get lost in the number. You know, it was, oh, you can't give him $40 million. You can't give him 40 Now you can't give him 60 a, a year A year ago. I mean, literally one year ago, Jalen Hurts became the highest paid player in the NFL history for a moment in time, making $51 million a year. So, I mean, in a year's time, we've gotten to 60 And that, that has always been the argument here is it's not about the number. It's about market rate and the percentage of, of what it is of the salary cap. And in those instances, this checks those boxes. This is really standard, normal protocol and procedure. Um, and in a year when, you know, whoever else has, has started to get paid themselves, when Brock Purdy gets paid, when C.J. Stroud gets paid, when Trevor Lawrence gets a big-time extension, I mean, maybe even to a tongue of Iloa, just because that's the way the quarterback market works, this number will look very small. I mean, we freaked out because Dak was making $40 million a year, and now look how small that looks. This is just par for the course. It's buying a house. It's buying a car. It's the way supply and demand laws have worked since the beginning of time. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. And, RJ, you and I are foodies. You know that. The best meal that you had at the Super Bowl. I got to be honest. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of a really just a work trip. And so I don't think I sat down and ate with a fork and knife. Once. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, um, it was I hardly believe that, of, man. You, you, you love to, to taste the cuisine. I mean, I, well, you know, when your show's four to eight local, <laughs> you've got to live, live a weird life. And, um, and so it was a lot of pizza. Uh, I had a hot dog one day. Uh, but I tell you what, in, in the Mandalay Bay, and I'd, I'd never, I'd been to Vegas once, but I'd never been there. They had this, I don't even know what kind of uh, burrito, almost kind of like an airport-sized, you know, place you just walked in and ordered. And, I mean, it happened to have been a particularly long day. But 
my God, that was among the very best burritos <laughs> I've had in my life. Um, and so uh, the Mandalay Bay burrito is what I've chosen to call it. If you guys get it, I promise you, you'll thank me later. RJ, you're the best. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, there he goes. RJ Ochoa blogging the boys. He's always got uh, some kind of cuisine going, and I'm sure he'll have something on the smoker coming up this weekend. Your only local copper company is CTWP. They've been business since 1979. Copiers, wide format machines, shredders, and mailing machines. CTWP is authorized dealer with Xerox, Konica, Minolta, Canon, Lexmark, Brother, Kip, and more. They offer short and long-term leases, rentals, and direct purchases as well. Optional maintenance plans are also available and included with all parts, labor, and supplies. If you need to copy it, scan it, print it, bind it, fold it, or upload it to the cloud, you need to check with CTWP. They can recommend the correct machine and software for you and your business. Named the 2023 Elite Copier Dealer for Outstanding Customer Service and Community Involvement by ENX Magazine. They also help out the community. They've donated over $2 million to nonprofits around Texas. Seven sales and service locations around Texas, one right here locally on Franklin Avenue in Waco and in Temple on Avenue M. They can help you out. Give them a call at 254-752-0376 or find them online at ctwp.com. Baylor Bear Baseball, all season long with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home at Baylor Ballpark this weekend for a three-game series against the Indiana Hoosiers. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 at Baylor Ballpark. Follow the Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254-522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. 
Attention all car enthusiasts. Get ready for the President's Day sale happening at Allen Samuels in Waco. For a limited time only, drive home in a car of your dreams with unbelievable discounts. Looking for luxury? How about the 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Summit with a whopping $12,500 off MSRP? Or maybe the adventurous spirit of the 2023 Jeep Compass and Renegades, now 10% below MSRP. But wait, there's more. Say big on the rugged 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with savings of $13,000 and an incredible 15% off MSRP on every 2023 Gladiator. Rev up your engines with the 2023 Dodge Charger RT, now $8,000 off MSRP. And a special thank you to our first responders. Enjoy a $500 off your purchase. Hurry in now and take advantage of these unbelievable deals. This inventory won't last long. Visit Alan Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. A save to win account is the smartest way to save. I'm Joe Betsy Tyler, president of First Central Credit Union, and over $17,000 has gone to local First Central winners. Open yours today with only $25. Start saving and know that every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Everything we do, we do for you. Subject to membership eligibility. Member NCUA. Time now for Stephanie Sports Talk, a look at sports through the eyes of Stephanie, as only she could do with the Googles. Presented by Advanced Leveling House and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, Mosby's Land Management, Stiefel Investments, Volkswagen of Waco. She's back. Ta da. Ta da. Well, y'all are exciting. It's Wednesday. I know. Pump day. One day closer to Friday. Mm-hmm. Pizza day. Or wing day. I'm not a wing fan. Oh, man. I'm not usually either, but I'll tell you, Temple has the best wings. They do. Mike now, down I, at Pizza I, Wings and Things. Yeah, Mike Dent does a good job wings. with some wings. Yeah. But I'm still just, I mean, I, I eat the pizza there. Pizza's good, too. Or... The tater tots, that ranch dressing that they have. Those are good, Outstanding. Too. That's what I enjoy. I'm just, I'm. You're a foodie. Are I you am. a foodie? Yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I just, I, I don't. Wings is not my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I really, I love wings. I really do. Do you? But I only eat them maybe once every three or four months. I'm okay. the same way. I Like, I love wings. When, when I eat them. I'll eat ten and a basket <laughs> of fries with two things of ranch, but yeah, that's, I just don't eat it that often. Yeah, that's Scott. He he'll order twenty and eat them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just not something I'm. It's something that you for. can overdo really quick. I, it's see, not I, like tacos it, or burgers yeah. that you can have three times. A I mean, week. if I'm yeah. gonna if I'm gonna have chicken, I would just like to have good old fried chicken. Yeah, that, that part of it too. <sighs> yeah, I'll go with the grilled chicken. <laughs> grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Well, fried food just upsets me. Okay. Well, that's fair. It's a little personal. We'll just let you know. <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> All right. We are getting closer and closer and closer to March Madness. Yes, we are. And I, I like it. But. Uh, Should so, be a holiday. Just like the Super Bowl. Well, you know, the day the after, after the Super Bowl, Bowl should, should be a holiday. holiday. But yeah. that Thursday. I, see, I think the Thursday of March Madness, the day the tournament kicks off, mm-hmm. 
should be a holiday. Okay. And I think that Major League Baseball opening day should be a holiday. Should absolutely be a holiday. Correct. Even maybe not for businesses, but a school holiday so the kiddos can go to the ballpark. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I just think it should be. I agree. Well, so I'm going to give you some fun facts about basketball today. Uh oh. Uh, hang on. Don't say uh oh. Where'd you find these? Google. Imagine that. Okay, here we go. Basketball was invented in 1891. Yes, do you know by who? I can't pronounce his name. Naismith. Naismith. And his grandson was at one of the games earlier, interviewed with John mm-hmm. at halftime, and they brought like a, I forgot what it was, but like something as a gift for the Farrell Channel to display. Oh, that's like cool. Like a piece of bat, and then now I can't remember what it was, but yeah. Well, you know why he started it was to keep the school kids entertained. Do you know what the first basket was? Yes, it was a peach basket, Very and it nice. was a soccer ball. It wasn't a basketball. There you and go. And then in 1900, they actually came up with the string baskets, and then later came the backboard. Okay. Ha! Yeah, when basketball started, it did not have a backboard. It did not. It wasn't until the 1900s that so they, they okay. brought that in. Did you know that the three-point shooting system was not introduced in the league until 1979? Yes. I did not know that. Didn't have a three-point line when I was nope. in high school. Oh, you're that old? Yeah. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. kidding. You're that young. You're uh, that young. <laughs> they, were still, they were still using peach baskets when we were oh, in high school. <laughs> oh, that ain't right. We had a basket and a mm-hmm. backboard. Well, that's we good. even had glass backboards. Oh, yeah. When I started playing... Junior high, we didn't have glass backboards. I used to make fun of a friend of mine that went to a very, very small high school. I said that they only had a half-court gym, and they had to run and touch the wall on fast breaks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, the slam dunk was banned before the 1967 and 68 season, and then it came back in 1976. And do you know why? I guess Dr. because— Dr. Julius Irving. Oh, I thought in, he played in the 60s? We played in the 70s. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Um, I don't know why it was banned. Maybe because people were getting hurt or they were breaking the, the basket. I'll have to look that up because I, I really didn't know why. Uh, the Celtics and the Knicks are the only teams to have never It also could have been banned because nobody could do it. Yeah, maybe they weren't tall enough. I thought at first the first time they banned it was because of Wilt. Well, because he was just dunking every time he oh, got the was ball. It? Okay, which is not much. Wasn't which much makes harder. sense, right? It wasn't much harder for him to just flip it off the backboard. But <laughs> who cares? Let him. Yeah, I guess because he was winning so much. But I don't know. But anyways, um, okay, what you got? It says it was banned because it was not called a skillful shot, <laughs> and the rules committee banned it because injury concerns. The report cited fifteen thousand events where a player was hurt around the backboard during the previous year i'm i'm gonna call yes that was i i'm gonna call that's an I think, exaggerated I think we're number. right i think we just have to figure out which specific player was the main catalyst for them banning it because <laughs> yeah. it was either it was either will um dr j or kareem one of those three and i can't remember which one is basically i'm gonna say will for the one personally. i don't know that 1,500 events where a player was hurt around the backboard. That's a lot, right? Yeah, you can make numbers say anything, though. Okay. Like anybody that rolled an ankle near the backboard, they, you know, you can put in there, even if they 
weren't going for a rebound or interesting. That's interesting. It, it does say the NCAA never admitted why, but many speculated that the NCAA enacted the ban because of Lou Alcindor from UCLA, which you know better as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul it was Kareem. Oh, okay, I got that one wrong. All right, I'm moving on. Celtics and Knicks are the only teams to have never moved their cities. What? Mm-hmm. Celtic. Read about the it. Boston Celtics and the, the New York, York Knicks, Knicks are the been. only teams that have not relocated. Mm-hmm. They've never moved. Now, I don't Come know. Come on now. I don't know. I saw four different stories on it. <laughs> on Google, so it has to be it true. It has to be true. Okay, get this. One of okay, the, best- the Dallas Mavericks have never been moved. Their franchise was started in Dallas. It wasn't mm-hmm. a. No, that's true, yeah. Well, I don't know. They got it wrong. I'm just telling you. Timberwolves. Yeah, you got it wrong. <laughs> I didn't. The Google's dead. <laughs> I was like, okay, one of the best rated games in NCAA tournament was in 1979. It was Michigan State versus Indiana State. Who played in that game? Magic Johnson and Larry there Bird. There you go. And that was the first time for them to ever play each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. The highest scoring game was a triple overtime in December of 1983 it was December 13th. It was the Detroit Pistons and Denver Nuggets played each other. The Pistons finally won 186 to 184. That's a high scoring game. Yeah, until you get to the All Star game, it has nothing. <laughs> they scored 397 points well, the other that, night. That, yeah, well, that doesn't count. Well, it it kind of does. No, it doesn't. Why, not, why not in did... my head. <laughs> not in my head. There's a lot of things that don't count in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet, Aaron. Okay. (laughs) Where's Matt Mosley to chime in on this, too? (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. The least watched NBA Finals game was Game 3 of the 2020 Finals. It was Miami Heat and L.A. Lakers. Only 5.94 million people watched. Hmm. That's the least watched? Least watched in the Finals. I wonder why that was. Was it COVID then? Well, what year if is it that? was co- 2020. Yeah, COVID season. But still, I mean, what else are you going to do during COVID? Well, that but basket, back then, it was boring. That basketball during COVID was awful. Was not very good. It was awful. If I was a player, I wouldn't even want to be on the team. Didn't the Lakers win that? Yes. Okay. But still. Okay. Yeah, it was not it was not entertaining at all. At all. I didn't watch there it. There was no crowd. And then they had those plastic or yeah. cardboard fake fans. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. With that. You know, the cheering in the background no. that was fake? No. No, thank you. Okay, here we go. Did you know that Michael Jordan is scared of the water? Really? I don't blame him. I'm scared of the ocean You're, and the lakes. You don't like the ocean or the lakes because there may be something underneath the water. If I can't see what's swimming around my feet, I don't want to be in it. Now, okay. I'll get in the ocean, like I've said, up to my ankles. That way I can run quick if a fish comes or a shark. I, I don't think a shark's going to be able to get you in ankle-deep water. Do you watch Discovery Channel? They can get that. Those little baby sharks can swim right up on you. All right. LeBron James is left-handed. Did you know that? Yes. I did not. Get this. We were just talking about Slam Duncan, right? Mm-hmm. Gerald Green, who played for the Boston Celtics. Yes, he did. He only has nine fingers. Okay. Okay. He lost one while dunking. A ball in the sixth grade. There you go. Got caught in the rim. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they wanted to be in it before. Not necessarily, you know, Abdul Jabbar going bam. No. I'm just saying. Why. It could be. All right. Celtics and <laughs> Lakers. Be, but it's not. <laughs> Celtics and Lakers have the most won championships. Boston Celtics and the Lakers each um, have won 17 titles, a distant third to the Golden State Warriors with seven, followed by the Chicago Bulls with six. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Little, I learned a little myself today. There you go. And lastly, which this player is the weirdest player that I've ever seen play, and I've seen him play. He was all over the news when he was playing, and that is Dennis Rodman. He once illegally married himself and wore a wedding dress. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he had a book signing in the wedding dress. He's great. The dude, you know what I call it? I call it great marketing. Yeah. I great mean, marketing. But, you know, and he dressed where? Well, he just opened up opened up the gateway for other players to dress the way they want to. I call him a fashionista. Well, I don't know about all that, but hey. he was pretty darn good defensively. <laughs> you couldn't deny that. Didn't he, like, marry Madonna or he dated Madonna or somebody I don't like know that. if they ever married, but, yeah, they dated for a while. Yeah. I don't know how you he used legally to come to, marry yourself either. He used either. to come to Stephenville every, every offseason and would work out in the gym there at Wisdom Gym because – Lon Reisman was his college coach, who was the head coach at Tarleton at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's doing these days. Give him a call. Dennis Rodman. Last I know I, he has businesses that he's invested in. Yeah, I don't. Last I heard from Dennis Rodman, it was when he was going over to China. I hadn't heard anything. Maybe he's still over him. there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But anyways, those are some f- little fun facts about basketball for all of you who did not know all that. All right. Very, but, very nice. You know what the highest scored college basketball game in history was? What? 1992, that was DeVry and Troy State. And Troy State wins the game 258 to 141 in 1992, January 12th. Wow. How about that? Wow. I once made a bet on a tournament championship, and it was back in 2000, I want to say, four. Mm-hmm. And Georgia Tech won, and nobody. They came. They were the underdog. Do you remember that? I think it yeah. was two thousand four. They were the underdog, and they made it to the finals. They thought, "Oh no!" And I bet a friend of mine, and I said, "Well, baby daddy's friend." And I said, <laughs> <laughs> "I said Georgia Tech's going to take it." And they're like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Yeah," and sure enough, and you got it. Mm-hmm. He uh, he had to pay me twenty bucks. We went to fill out our brackets. Are you going to be ready to fill out a bracket this year? Yes, I did last year. I didn't get very far. I think mine got smashed on day one. It's usually what happens. And that's the thing, you know, that's the thing about those brackets is that I don't even know, you know, they have contests all over. I think even ESPN National has done some in the past, mm-hmm. too, that, you know, if you get this right, you win a million dollars or whatever. Um, and I don't even know how many people in history have actually gotten the bracket right. I'm going to have to research that. Hey, why don't you look that up? I will. There's I'll a place you, know you can go to. It's called the Googles. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I've done brackets for years, and I usually, you know, you just never know in college ball. You just never know. No, you, you don't. Who you think might make it doesn't make it. So, anyways. I, I think last year, Aaron, remind me about last year, because didn't, wasn't there like an, an historical amount of brackets busted on day one last year? Because I, of there was, was it last a year huge, or the year before? I, I don't remember. 
but I I remember it runs together because yeah. I mean, there's always a lot of upsets, but I know what you're talking about. There was a astronomical amount of brackets busted on day one last year. I think somebody really high rank got beaten day one, and it was shocked everybody. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember who it was. I have to look back at that. Well, as we get close, you will be able to, of course, go to the Googles, but you can also go to ESPN.com. They usually have the bracket up there. That yeah, you they're can already starting off. to do that. Yeah, yeah so you can go close. ahead and start. Now uh, they won't have it filled out until selection Sunday. Correct. So. But after that, just go to ESPN.com and go, and you can print it off, and even Spock Sports will have it. So there you go. We'll have to compare notes. Compare notes. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see. So are we going to put something on the line this year? Sure. What is it? I don't know. I'm just asking. Okay. If I get farther than you two, uh-huh. we're going to go camel racing. Camel racing? <laughs> yeah. We're going to go out to Valley Mills and see Mr. Bomb, and we're going to get finally get on the camels. Well, I, I'd do that even if you didn't beat me. Okay, well, then y'all can just take me to lunch. <laughs> okay, we can do that. All right. All right, thanks, Steph. All right. Coming up next, we'll get back into men's college basketball. That's next on the Press Box. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bear Softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball continues on the road in Palm Springs, California for the Mary Nutter Classic. Games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday against Notre Dame, Oregon, UC Riverside, UCLA, and Missouri. Join Foster Nicholas for Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Hey, it's always one of the biggest sales of the year, and it's on right now. The huge trade-in day sales event at the new Volkswagen of Waco. Trade in and trade up while we've got bigger selection and better prices. Great deals on used cars like BMWs and Mazdas, Chevys, Kias, Nissans, Ford Broncos, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. Hey, it's trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco at VolkswagenWaco.com. It's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Stock number 141, state two. Restrictions apply. See dealer details. It's Richard Carr's 25th anniversary sale. Work hard and play hard in a GMC Sierra from Richard Carr. Sierra is the truck for those who demand the best. During Richard Carr's 25th anniversary sale, save 10000 on a 2024 GMC Sierra. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing for 72 months and no payments for 90 days on select Sierras in stock. Call now, get here now, or log on now and get big anniversary savings on your new GMC Sierra today. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. 
It's fast acting, long lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, project managers and estimators. Plus, they're offering summer internships. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, a $1 differential pay is offered for evening shifts. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefit plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, and 401K. Full-time positions are 40 hours plus a week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. It is press box here on a glorious Wednesday afternoon in Central Texas. Glenn Stretch, Smith, Ward White's on main man. Aaron making this thing run on the board. I know Ward had teased. Look, college basketball. I'm still, I'm still a little bit, uh, still a little shocked at, at at what Creighton did to UConn. UConn to me has been kind of all year the best college basketball team uh, to see them. Just get whipped by Creighton last night, Aaron, was a little bit uh, – it was one of those things that makes you say, wow, anybody, anybody's beatable this year in college basketball. I know he teased, uh, you know, tournament brackets, filling out a bracket this year. And there's not going to be one team, I don't believe, that you can say as you fill your bracket out. And, you know, most of the time, Aaron, we fill those brackets out in pencil. And before you really put it in pen or you decide you're going to put it in your Sharpie, you kind of go in there and say, well, maybe, maybe not. There is not, I don't believe, one team that you could – and there always has been before where you could say, okay, I feel strong enough about X or Y, and I'm just going to take them all the way across this bracket as I start to fill it out. It's going to be one of those things this year. It's going to, it's going to take some time to fill your bracket out, Aaron. I, I know you're going to I know you're going to look forward to that. And uh, right now, as you say, early in 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 this process, who, who do you feel good enough about that you say for sure is a Final Four team in your mind? I think, man, it's it's tough. Like you said, uh, UConn would have been an easy choice before last night. Right. The way the coach said, yeah, we didn't coach well, we didn't play well, which I like the honesty. Uh, the closest, I think, is Houston just because of the defense and just because of the way Sheed's playing. Uh, L.J. Cryer's not lining it up right now, but if he gets going, he adds another dimension to their offense to go along with that defense. The only problem is, is they occasionally have nights where it seems like there's a, there's a, a lid on the bucket. You know, and I know a lot of people, a lot of teams will run into that, but just the way that they score their points, it can especially hit them sometimes. 
Yeah, I think what gives I, – I would definitely say U of H, and I think it's because of what they can do defensively. I mean, how they, <laughs> how they go at – uh, playing defense and then how they rebound. And so, yeah, I think there is going to, well, there's always that tournament game where, you know, you don't like what the background looks like. You don't like the feel of the floor. Something just doesn't feel right. And U of H will be able, in my mind, to fight through that because they are so physical and what they can do defensively um, to get after you, how they can match up. Uh, you know, the other. To me, the other Big 12 team that I think is is very dangerous is Baylor. I mean, Baylor didn't play well last night. We talked about it earlier, making the trip across the country. But I do think Baylor has a real chance to uh, to, to, to get deep. And at least I, I'm going to have them at least in the Sweet 16, I can tell you that. And, and then we'll see how the bracket um, falls out from there. I thought this was interesting, too. Uh, Aaron, did you see where the uh, Jeremy Chadwell, who is the head coach at Liberty now, he, he he's a little upset they lost their star wide receiver to LSU, and it was a three hundred thousand dollar proposition. I, I'm not real sure what would surprise you or what there is to be upset about that in today's NIL world. Well, what what could you say is really wrong with a young man? saying, you know what, I am going to take this. I've got an opportunity to make $300,000. I can go from playing <laughs> at Liberty to LSU. I, to me, that's a, that's a natural um, progression, especially if you want to go play at the highest level. So I, I don't have any problem with, with that young man transferring from Liberty to uh, to go to LSU and, and, and taking that money. NIL is a, it's, it's, it's – uh, it's a blessing in some ways, and I think in a lot of ways it's really, really evil. So uh, Jeremy Chadwell came out and said he had a little uh, little of the red rear end because he lost his top receiver. So, you know, I don't, too bad. I did see where Baylor hired it, hired their new offensive line coach, and it's a, it's a coordinator from, uh, from Ward's old stomping grounds down there in Tarleton. Did you guys, have you guys seen that where they made, I don't know if they've made that official or, or not. They haven't yet, made it Aaron. official, but Will Turboff uh, from 247, uh, who we have on Matt's show a lot, uh, <laughs> tweeted that they're expected to hire Mason Miller, who's the uh, Tarleton offensive coordinator. He was previously the offensive line coach at Mississippi State, Washington State, and Nevada. So, so he's got, you know, he's familiar with the air raid system and familiar with what uh, Jake Spavital wants to wants to do. So certainly that sure. hire makes sense. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm still I didn't saying even I make a, that that those, all those schools are former Mike Leach schools. <laughs> that's a that's, that's exactly a great right. point. Mississippi State and Washington State is obviously that's a great point. yeah had had familiarity with Mike Leach with what they do with the protection and. Uh, Certainly, that looks like a good hire there. I, I, I'm still saying I think Dave Aranda got it right. Whenever you lose two of your assistants to go to <laughs> Alabama, that's uh, that says something for how you're hiring, Aaron. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, if Alabama wants your coaches, then you're, you, you're been, you've been hiring good coaches. I think we were both no question the about same it. Mind on that. Yeah, no question about it. College basketball tonight. Any, any of these games. Uh, Get you, get you uh, where you got to say this is much watch TV tonight. 
Uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. I, no, no, I you're good. Go ahead. Right on you. Just no, I, I, losing nothing I think the, there's nothing that jumps off at you. Nothing that jumps off at you there, Aaron? No, not really, but there's a lot of games. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at, the, you know, I, I do think Duke at Miami, to me, uh, is going to introduce, you know, I, I'm going to at least give a little glance at that. Uh, Florida to Alabama, Alabama, you know, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you know, big big 12-wise Oak State, Cincinnati doesn't do much for me. So uh, there's a big slate of games on tonight, but. I'm not real sure. Last night, it was a little stop down for me. I mean, I felt like I needed to – I wanted to tune in and watch, see what Baylor was doing. I had an interest in, in Creighton. And I'm starting to get a little more interest because you guys were talking about this earlier, bracket time and getting ready to fill out our brackets. So I'm going to uh, – we better start looking at some college basketball. I don't know that we're doing saying, as far as the brackets, but <laughs> – you know, you know, you don't think you're going to pick you out a team or two that say, you know what, I'm looking for an early round upset here, whether that's, uh, you know, early in the tournament. To me, that's kind of what makes the difference. You get that one team that gets on a roll and gets you excited. To me, that, you know, that makes a difference. Finding, finding that one diamond in the rough, that team that's playing good, uh, going into the tournament. So, uh, it's always an exciting time getting, getting ready to fill out. You know, your bracket and looking to see if you can find that, like I said, that that diamond in the rough. I, I, found, it, I found it also interesting that the uh, Chicago Bears planning on kind of coming out with what their plan to do with uh, Justin Fields is going to be. They own the number one pick. We talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, new offensive coordinator in Chicago. They fired Luke Getze. Uh, you know, they have so many holes in that football team. I'm not sure that, uh, I'm not sure that the quarterback, even if you draft Caleb Williams in that position is going to make that much difference. They've got, there's so many needs there. And I feel the same way about the New England Patriots at three. I think they've got, they've got issues up and down their roster. And do you really think a franchise quarterback at three is going to make a difference? And I, and I say that because I look at what happened in Carolina last year. And them drafting Bryce Young, there were so many holes on that football team. And I think it, I think it hindered um, Bryce Young and his ability to make the transition from Alabama to the NFL. I, I really think that – when you don't have all the other pieces in place to be able to put, uh, you know, to put with that quarterback, it's something that uh, we're going to have to talk about, um, for obviously, from now until draft time. Any any thoughts on what you think the Bears ought to do with uh, with Justin Fields? The only problem with, well, the, the, the thing is you're so limited in your opportunity for a chance at a quarterback like this. Whereas filling in your roster, you do every year. You just don't get a chance to draft what a lot of people think is a generational quarterback. And, and you've already seen Justin Fields, and I think he's a very good quarterback and he's only going to get better. But I, don't, I think we've in four years you would know if he was Patrick Mahomes or not. And I think we know that he's not. And there's the economic realities. 
He's got two years of his cheap rookie deal left. If they draft Caleb Williams, they get five years of a cheap rookie quarterback, and they can do amazing things with a roster with a, with a rookie quarterback contract. Well, and you, I mean, you're right. They've got another pick there in the top ten. They can be able to fill that in. I, as I look at Justin Fields, it's been a it's been a turnstile for what they've done with the, with the offensive coordinator in Chicago. It has been. Uh, I don't know that he's had a real opportunity to learn a scheme, understand the offense, give himself a chance to go play and let it be just that where you're playing you're you're in a reactionary position you're not having to think through new verbiage uh new route concepts new understanding of what guys going to do so um you know if if the bears do decide to trade justin fields in my mind pittsburgh is an absolute fit for him i think going and playing with the steelers a team that's got a really good defense. He's got a big arm. The cold weather doesn't seem to really bother him that much. The wind doesn't seem to bother him. Playing outside at Pittsburgh, I, th- I think, is a fit for him. So uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, we're going to see how that transpires as this moves on. And uh, let's come back. Let's talk about these quarterbacks a little bit one more time. Let's kick this around and see what we really think the Bears could do, what New England might do at three. Let's look at it next. It's the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women home again Wednesday in the Farrell Center hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Hey, when you get that tax refund check, don't blow it. Shot the big trade-in day salesman happening right now with the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. Come on, tax time, car time. And we've got a great selection of brand spanking new Volkswagen Taos, Jetta, Tiguan, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. It's happening right now. Trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenWaco.com. Hey, look, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. 
Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is right around the corner, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. There's finance options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, you can you can turn that up a little bit if you like. <laughs> that is a very '80s song right there. That is outstanding. Aaron Sexton on the wheels of steel. This is the press box here on a Wednesday, talking to NFL quarterbacks and what the draft might look like. And do you think that the Bears can can afford to trade? Their number one pick in back-to-back years. I mean, is that just another nail in the in, in, in what has become a? I don't want to say laughing stock, but it's certainly not. It's not the Bears that we remember. Stretch. What's uh, I'll ask you this, Ward. I'm, I mean, I know you're a football junkie too. When's was the last quarterback the Bears had that you could really say? Man, I feel good about him. I mean, uh, Jim McMahon. Yeah, double check this. But I don't think the Bears have ever had a quarterback throw for four thousand yards or thirty touchdowns, which is pretty uh, frequent yeah, now. I, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to. I, I'm drawing a blank on the on the when they went to the Super Bowl with Lovey Smith. They had the Florida quarterback, uh, undersized. Rex Grossman. Yeah. I mean, they were so good on defense that you don't even think about that. Uh, you know, quarterbacks don't want to play there. I mean, they call it the Windy City for a reason. I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to go in there and play right on that lake, freezing cold weather about half the year. It's a tough place to. Uh, it's a tough place to be a quarterback. I, but I'm going to say this, Ward. I don't believe. Justin Fields has had a real chance to say, I got me the right offensive coordinator in here and and, and get be able as someone who evaluates 
to give him a true evaluation. So I certainly have a hard time moving on from him, and I have a hard time keeping him at the same time because there he will flash at you. You'll flip the game on, and, I mean, he will do things with his feet. He can elongate the play. He can, he, you know, he can take it the distance. I mean, he is a real he is a real dual threat and a big guy who can let it really rip into the wind. I, I'm – I'm from the school that you got two of the top ten picks and the top pick. The Bears have multiple needs. I mean, across the board, can you really or would you really put your stamp on one of these guys saying this is this guy is a generational quarterback? And I, I heard Ian Fitzsimmons on the national show say that, now, he saw Caleb Williams four times last year, and he thinks, you know, he thinks he's great. And I just, there's something in me that makes me hesitate to say, I feel good about getting rid of Justin Fields. That's one. And then two, do I feel good sitting atop of board and saying, Caleb Williams is my guy and a guy that I'm going to be able to say, boy, I changed the entire path of the Bears' trajectory by drafting Caleb Williams. Well, Caleb Williams has never won a conference championship. What does that tell you? Exactly. In in, in a conference that, I I don't know, I mean, last year that conference was pretty decent. But, I mean, before that, and at Oklahoma, did did you say, boy, I – I feel like he is a franchise guy. He he is he's the guy that's going to turn this thing around. No, he's in an offensive system that adheres to him. No question about it. And 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 and, and I'll give him credit. I mean, he's a he's a good player. He's done what I he's feel, been asked to do. He is a great player. But yeah, he's and not, I feel that he's not a generational franchise player. He's not. I don't know and, that. And I don't know that Fields is either. But I mean, you've got a guy that I don't think is much separated from Caleb Williams coming in. You know what you need to do with your first draft pick? Hey, go get an offensive lineman that can protect your quarterback. Correct. And with your second and with your second pick at number nine, if if one's the left, how about drafting the right? And how about how about setting it up for him and how about giving him some weapons? I, I couldn't agree more, but I'm gonna say this. I feel the same way about Dak Prescott. We talked to R.J. Ochoa a little earlier in the show, and he is obviously a Dak Prescott fan, and there's there's a lot of those around, and there's nothing wrong with with what Dak Prescott has been able to do. But in, 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 in this day and age, you're measured by championships. You're measured by getting your team to that that spot. We're sitting here talking about Justin Fields. I'm going to tell you, I believe I could make a case for, you know what, just saying Mike McCarthy's on a one-year deal. Dak Prescott could be on a one-year deal unless we extend him. What's wrong with tying those two together? And I know it's a big number. I, I get it. But I look at what happened in this year in Tampa. They played with Baker Mayfield on a, on a, on a one-year deal. And yeah, they weren't paying him that much money, and they got they, he got them to the playoffs. I believe there's quarterbacks out there that are good enough to get you to 
a playoff bid. Do you think Kirk Cousins couldn't come into the Cowboys and get them into the playoffs? Do you think Ryan Tannehill couldn't come into the Cowboys and get them into the playoffs? (laughs) Do you think Baker Mayfield, for that matter, couldn't get the Cowboys into the playoffs? I believe all three of them could, Ward. I, I, I don't buy the Tannehill. But because I just haven't seen enough to to make me think, okay, he can do that. But the other two, I I think it depends on which Baker Mayfield are we going to get. And does he have enough weapons around him? Absolutely, he has enough weapons around him in Dallas. I'm with you. I don't care about your regular season numbers. It doesn't matter if you scored more touchdowns than anybody in the regular season. If you're beating people by 40 points and if you get into the playoffs – and you get run out of the gym, that's what matters. And Dak Prescott has not been able to move the needle in the playoffs. The other thing about Dak Prescott, if you look back, those 40-point games, those big yardage games are against teams that don't have very good records. When he goes up Uh, against good teams, he's not very good. Period. You're right. I mean, they are horse. I'm not going to say horse spit. How's that? They are horse spit teams that he, whether it was Washington, whether it was the Giants, was Carolina, was New England, teams that were not very good. You're exactly right. Against the 49ers, against the Eagles, I mean, against Packers in the playoffs. Uh, And to me, Dak Prescott, has got good numbers. You can't take that away from him. And, and and he's a good player. Is he what you think you need to get your team to 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 an NFC championship game? And nothing that I've seen in his eight years here, it's a lot like he was when he was in college. I feel a lot he I want to say, Ward, I, I think I'm right here. They beat Tennessee his senior year at Mississippi State. They went to number one in the country and promptly lost two of the last three games they played. I feel like he's that same guy right now. I don't disagree. I mean, I've always said for Dak Prescott, and I'm not trying to be ugly, but he was a fourth-round draft pick for a reason. (laughs) There you go. Now, now I know what people are going to say. Well, look at his numbers. Well, look at his touchdowns. Well, look at his touchdowns to interception ratio against bad teams. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying we and I don't like to style point wins any more than you would want to style point a win. When you win in the NFL, it's hard to win. The margin for winning and losing is razor thin in the NFL. But we start talking about these generational quarterbacks and quarterbacks coming out in the draft, and it takes me right to the guys that are playing right now. And you look at the job that C.J. Stroud did coming into Houston, taking that team into the playoffs. To me, that's a, that, that's a franchise quarterback. When I look at what the Cowboys have and I look at what they're going to have to pay Dak Prescott, which is franchise money, I'm just not sure that I that I that that I that I'm comfortable saying he's that guy, especially Ord. When I can, we can look around the NFL and say, you know what? How many quarterbacks right now would you rather have than than Dak Prescott? How many would you really rather have? And I and I think it's a conversation we can have another time because certainly we can stack all of those guys up, but I think I can, I, I mean, I think you and I 
right now could name five, maybe eight that we would rather have than Dak. There's no doubt. I, you know, there's there's several guys out there that you'd rather have than Dak. I mean, there's obvious ones, and there's other ones that are just getting the job done. And I mean, and, and you could just start thinking about it. Would you rather have Josh Allen? Yes. Would you Would you rather have Joe Burrow? Yes. Would you rather have C.J. Stroud? Yes. Jordan Love? Yes. Um, obviously, Mahomes. Uh, why can't I think of the Chargers uh, kid from Oregon? Oh, Herbert, what, yeah. yeah. Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert, would you rather have him? Yeah. All right, Jalen Hurts? Mm, I don't Tua? know. All right, Tua? No. Okay, uh... Purdy? Probably. Aaron Rodgers? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Even with his age on him, you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah. I, all, I, right, Baker, all right, Baker Mayfield? No. Okay, so we we just named about seven or eight right there. Now, if, if, you, if, if you think about what you're going to have to give him – and I, you know, again, I'm going back to what R.J. Ochoa said because having worked for Jerry Jones for nine years, I do know Jerry likes likes a bargain. He's not afraid to spend, but he likes to think he got the better deal in the situation. I'm not sure he's ever gotten what he feels like is a better deal for Dak Prescott, even in the years that they had to, to put the franchise tag on him. I'm not sure you could say, man. Did we get a hell of a deal uh, uh, from from a quarterback for the job that he did? And that's that's the bad thing about the whole situation is, and RJ was right. It's what the market demands. It's not what the player's worth. It's what the market demands, and it keeps going up no matter what. Next <laughs> man up is going to get paid, and it is that is that fair? Probably not. Is it good for the player? Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's it is a player friendly situation. There there there's no doubt about it. But I I mean I look at Jordan Love, and I think man, Green Bay absolutely did the right thing, drafting that young man, letting him sit and learn. Boom, he takes him to the playoffs. Bang, they come in here and beat the Cowboys. I mean, uh, Jared Goff. I mean. Like dislike Dan Campbell, the job that he's done. They traded away and got and got Goff. He took him to the NFC Championship game this year. That's by the way, the second time he's done that. Correct? Mm-hmm. He did it with the Rams. Uh, you know, um, Joe Burrow. The money they're paying him. God, I mean, I, I I hate that he went down and you know with his injury issue this year. But I just I just think there are so many Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think there are so many dynamic and better big-game quarterbacks than Dak. It's just hard for me, Ward, to swallow having to, number one, pay him, I don't know, 50-something million if he's on a one-year deal or extend him out where you're going to have to – it's going to have to be guaranteed money and you're going to have to deal with this for the next three or four years. It's hard to swallow. Well, if if you go ahead and pay him the money – that the market is asking right now, Stretch, let me ask you this. Do you ever get out of that contract? Ever? I, I, I mean, I don't know. And that's the, I mean, that's, I so mean, that's that, what I'm saying. That could wreck your franchise. 100%. 
And, but but did, my question back to you would be, did they wreck the franchise when they gave him back-to-back franchise tag numbers back f- four years ago when they could have signed him to a four- or five-year deal? Did they wreck the franchise then? Well, it's been wrecked for 30 years, so I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> well, yeah, it, I, it's been in the ditch. Has it really been wrecked? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We, we could certainly kick that around and, and, and sit here and, and, and give it as much criticism a, a, as anybody. Uh, but I, we, always, we always know we can drink the Kool-Aid. Mike Zimmer's in. We're going to be better on defense. We're going to get a running back. We can sit here and dream and, and yuck it up and start making sure we turn that, 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 that Kool-Aid blue and taking a drink of it because we'll all be doing it. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think, though, really, for the Cowboys, I mean, I think you've mentioned it before, it, I, and it's a slippery slope, but, I mean, you got your coach on a one-year deal. Just let Dak Prescott play out his contract. Let's see what happens. And if he uh, if he finally takes you to a championship game, we'll pay the man. If he doesn't, move on. I I would have no problem with that, except I don't know what the, I haven't studied enough of what the salary cap ramifications would be paying him that kind of money on a one year deal. I, I I you know I'll have to give me a give me a day or so to do a little homework and get back with you because if you do let him play it out on a one-year deal, you know, you're not going to be able to sign, you know, you're not going to be able to do the things that you wanted to do from a free agency standpoint, but are you help? The question is, are you helping yourself in the long term of what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys? I believe and, and, and you may think I'm way off my rocker here. I believe that I'd look at all options, every option, including what if you got two first-round picks for Micah Parsons? Would you consider doing that? No. Yeah, that's and, – and, and I think if you, if you really think this team is in a rebuilding mode, and, and, and maybe you don't, maybe that's what – Jerry has come out and said is I'm all in and you know he turns his he turns his pockets on his pants inside out and okay kiss a rabbit between the ears I'm all, I'm, I'm all in I'm not real sure that uh, that I can buy into that I'm not real sure I can buy into the all in and the reason I can't is because I question whether the quarterback, when the chips are down, can that quarterback win you the big game. And nothing tells me he can so far. Well, no, and we don't know really. I mean, it is Jerry Jones. You work for the guy. You don't know really what all in from him means. Does that mean he goes and signs Dak Prescott, gets C.D. Lamb, gets Micah Parsons all three done? Or does that mean he goes finds somebody in free agency, which they've never done. Does that mean he goes out and gets the best offensive lineman that he can get in the draft? I mean, we don't have a clue is all in putting more Pepsi in the concession stands. I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, I think, I think what he's saying is I didn't have a better option to maybe change the look at head coach. I didn't have a better option to possibly decide – what I wanted to do with this quarterback. So I'm going to go all in here one year and see what this looks like, see what this feels like, and see where this organization is going to go. But I'm I'm going to go back to what we started the segment with was if there's a franchise quarterback there, and let's just say 
for instance, one of these top ten guys, let's just say, for instance, Ward, one of those top ten guys were to slip down to you, might you think about drafting a quarterback with that first-round pick? Well, I tell you what, if the Bears really want to trade back to the Cowboys and the Cowboys have a chance to get Caleb Williams, as much as I said he's not a franchise quarterback for the Bears or maybe even Washington, he's better than oh. Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Yeah, you'd be fun to go to the casino with. I'll stay that. You wouldn't be afraid to pull that last $100 out and say, you know what, I'm sticking right there on red. Give it a spin there, Thumper. What am I doing <laughs> if I'm not doing that? <laughs> I, I get it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm on your side. But uh, Here's I'm a- just saying, if you could trade up into the top, let's say trade up into the top, 15, J.J. McCarthy were to slip to you. Would you, I mean, would you really pull the trigger and leave Dak on a one-year deal knowing you could possibly, it's worth talking about and it's certainly worth kicking around. And I will guarantee you come draft time into April or mid-April when they start lining that board up, you can bet your rear end, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be thinking about every one of those angles because I know I do know how Jerry operates, and I could absolutely see him thinking that he could get a better situation and maybe get that, you know, take that wildcatters, which he is. He's a wildcatter, oil driller, taking that gambling perspective and saying, you know what, I'm 80-something years old. I don't have that much longer to go. I'm going to gamble here and see if I can get myself a franchise quarterback. Well, and you, look, he is he enamored with Dak Prescott the way he was with Tony Romo? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of similarities there. I really do. And maybe, you know, that takes over for him at some times. But if, if that's the case, if you're going to look at a quarterback, why the hell do you have Trey Lance on your roster? Oh, I, I I think that was just kind of one of those things where he where Jerry saw uh, that the 49ers gave up multiple first round picks in order to get themselves in a position to draft him, and I think would they have to give up a fourth or a fifth round pick to take a look at him? I mean, you know, again, a wildcatters mentality. They gave up three first round picks in order to move up and draft him. Now, two years later, I can take a look at him. For for a fourth or fifth round pick, yeah, yeah. Let's let's bring him in and take a look at him. And I believe he did it because there is some uncertainty of whether the whether Dak Prescott is the guy. I think there is some uncertainty in Jerry's mind. Now Jerry's a loyal guy, but in his mind, I believe there's uncertainty with what to do with Dak Prescott. And I think it's still something that sits in and sets with him today. Well, there, there has to be. I mean, look at his performance in the playoff games. He's terrible. I mean, I, and exactly what I said earlier. Think about that. That's the, the three quarterbacks, the last three quarterbacks he's lost to in the playoffs. Love this year. Pretty with seven starts two years ago and three years ago, Jimmy G. Yeah. I mean, that's that's enough right there to tell me all I need to know. This is the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. We'll take the break, come back, put a bow on this one right after this. 
Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey and women's basketball coach Nikki Collin. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, project managers and estimators. Plus, they're offering summer internships. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, a $1 differential pay is offered for evening shifts. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefit plan, including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, and 401k. Full-time positions are 40 hours plus a week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Save big on your next pre-owned car or truck at Richard Carr. Well-qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2021 Nissan Versa for $196 a month or a pre-owned 2021 Buick Encore for $286 a month or a pre-owned 2018 Chevy Silverado for $360 a month. 100 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles are on the lot and priced to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the New Year New Ride pre-owned savings event at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. My house has a new is right around the corner and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here call universal windows direct of central texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member universal's exclusive unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by energy star for years there's finance options to fit any budget that's any budget contact universal windows direct of central texas for a free home as Universal Windows Central Texas.com. That's Universal Windows Central Texas.com. Or call 254 301 7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254 or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, 
Your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi Burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi Ribeye Chicken Fried Steak. Their Chili Relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. Where I-35 of the Brazos River meet the Brazos Landing, Waco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Oh, stretch reminiscent about the old skating rink with rubber band man. That's about the time I had some of those. I had some of those really tight Britannia jeans on too. Oh, I thought goodness, I could really. I, I thought I was really something else. I'd, if I if I if I had afforded them things, I'd have blown both ankles out. But I was getting it at the skating rink. There's no question about it. Uh, I could have gone my whole life without picturing you in those pants. Oh, and you got. And here's the kicker: you got about got about one of those two foot long pixie sticks, so I could whack my brother in case he came by giving me any riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> this is the press box on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor uh, basketball coming up tonight. Women at home at the Foster, but other Big 12 games going on. And this Big 12 race in women's basketball is getting as tight as the men's side of things. Uh, but number 22, West Virginia at number 10, Kansas State. One of the early games tonight, UCF at Oklahoma State, also a 6.30 tip. Then you have Texas Tech at number five, Texas at 7 p.m. Big game there in Austin to see if Texas can keep it going. Stretch, they're playing really well right now in Austin. Yeah, they've, it's, you know, since, since they've kind of made the transition from what used to be uh, well, um, golly, give me the name of the arena now to the, uh, uh, God dang, it makes me mad. I've been in there a million times. I, it's, it's hard, man. The when Moody you get old, Coliseum? That, that not, no, 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 daggone Moody. The, um, oh, sh- crap. I'm, I'm trying to quit swearing and you're going to get me, <laughs> get me to swearing. It, the, 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 they uh, used to play in the drum, but I don't know what you're. Yeah, the super drum. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of what the name of it was. But anyway, it's, since they've made the transition into the new arena, uh, they've rediscovered themselves on, you know, uh, uh, with their women's basketball program and doing a great job down there. Frank so, Irwin said? Yeah. Um, the Frank Irwin Center. Uh, Thank you for you helping go, me. Did you have to Google that up, Aaron? No, no I knew he that knew one. That one. I've, good, I've been, been good. Frank Irwin. I knew that. There. That's bull. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of bull corn. I knew that too. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Every day I get on here, I get reminded of how old I am. Well, you're you're doing fine. I I didn't know either. <laughs> so you got the Texas women and Oklahoma sitting atop the Big 12 right now and Kansas State, West Virginia, Iowa State, Kansas, and Baylor in that order in Big 12 basketball as we head closer and closer to the tournament and right now you you look at what uh, Texas has been able to do, number five in the country 
Everybody's kind of chasing them with Oklahoma. Kansas here in Waco taking on number 24, Baylor, Iowa State at Houston, and TCU at BYU in women's basketball tonight on the the late game. And all games on Big 12-plus except number five, Texas, and Texas Tech. That's on the Longhorn Network. Kind of surprising that none of the Big 12 games get on the the big dial. That happens a lot. And I know that, that Big 12 Plus is a big part of their contract. But, and I have and I don't ESPN like it. Plus, but <laughs> I still don't like all these games being behind a paywall. I don't, I don't think it's good for the conference. I don't think it's good for the conference either. I really don't. <laughs> I tell you what's not good for the conference, Ward. The fact that you're not a big you, you, you're not a big Buffalo Wings guy. That golly, <laughs> that's, that's hard for me to even think about. I'm See, like, what? I'm not. I'm not. Are you a big Wings that's guy? Unbelievable. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'll eat them till the world looks flat. Hell yeah, I'm a big Wings guy. I, Absolutely. You know, stretch. Knowing you. I would venture to say there's not much that you couldn't put in front of you that you wouldn't handle. Well, I'm, I, I, I can tell you what Aaron and I are going to differ hard, and maybe you too. I'm not a ranch dressing guy. Oh. I can't. Oh, you do I blue can't handle the ranch. Yeah, you just no, eat we, hell no. You just eat neither them. one. No, 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 no. I want. I, I'm. I, if I have my choice of wings, it's buffalo wild wings, and you got to get that Asian zing. You got to get that Asian zing. Have you ever had them? No, I hadn't had that. Oh my gosh! You see what I mean? I mean, I, now <laughs> I'm starting to think you got some communist in you. Well, now, you've never had no, Asian. Now, Asian wait a zing. minute. Wait a minute. Asian does not make me communist. If anything, but you haven't had Asian zing wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. No, no never it doesn't. I'm a I ranch like, guy. I, I love ranch oh, dressing. I will say this. I'll take ranch. I put ranch on. Who doesn't eat ranch on their pizza? Oh, me? So good. So good. I, I don't so eat you, ranch you on a sauceless? salad. Not on the wings, so, but dipping the wings. Oh, no, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm big into, I'm, I'm more of a spicy, kind of hot, kind of, you know, give it, give it a little bit. That's why I'm telling you, Asian Zing at Buffalo Wild Wings, the best sauce they, without question. All right. They, they have a mango habanero that I love. See, that's all too uh, hot. I, it's a little spicy, man. With that sweet and that hot, it's so good. What do you now? What do you chase it down with? What oh, are you ranch. drinking, Aaron? Uh, just no. What are you drinking? Uh, water or a soda sometimes. We Might need water. to drink well, milk I, with that. What kind of what? Well, what's the what's the soda of choice if you if you say, if you if you were going to sit down in front of you know twelve habanero wings? What would be your what would be your soda of choice? Coke Zero. That way I'm not adding okay. even more <laughs> calories to the thousand I'm about to pound down in the wings. <laughs> that's, just, that's just so crazy. And see, I couldn't be any more opposite. I want the real cane sugar, Dr. Pepper, real cane sugar, Pepsi. I want the I want the real cane. I want the real deal. Pepsi. Oh, I love oh, that. No but question. It's hands down my I favorite soft you, drink. I couldn't tell you the last time regular I had Pepsi. Pepsi. I guess maybe well, what a, Last time I went to AT&T Stadium. Are you an RC guy? Quit calling me old. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You've never had a – you don't like RC? No, I didn't say that, but I know why you okay. were throwing that fan out there. <laughs> okay, what <laughs> about – put peanuts what about in a, my RC cola? Absolutely. Sit on the front porch. Andy? And, 
Yeah, and and sit out there and pout. No question <laughs> about it. Now, what about what about a Mountain Dew? No, I'm not a Mountain yes. Dew fan. Oh, I've oh got my a Mountain gosh. Dew. Uh, code, no, not Code Red. Uh, whichever one they sell. They normally serve. Oh, Baja Blast, zero sugar in the fridge right now. I if, oh. if I I don't drink sodas very often. I really don't. It's I don't not, either. That not much very anymore. often that I drink a soda. Tea and ever. water and energy. I drink. drink a lot of tea and water. Uh, and I drink a lot of milk, but if I if I do go to somewhere and I say, you know what, a a soda would be good with this meal, it's always a Dr Pepper. Don't know why. Oh, I, and I got yeah, no no problem with that. I, I'm a Dr Pepper guy, but I'm also can tell you, and, and since it is a Wednesday and we've declared it Chili Dog Wednesday, one of the, <laughs> one of the, and and we don't have. We don't have many of them anymore, Ward. I know. But used to, used to, you could go to an A and W root beer and stand and get best. that. Oh, and get that A and W root beer. Now that right there will make me want to get up and holler hidey ho in the frosted glass mug. Yeah, no question, hundred percent, hundred percent A and W root beer. I last year I coached in the USFL and the, we spent that we spent the year in Ann Arbor and the next little township over from Ann Arbor had an original A and W root beer stand. Oh, Let me my. tell you, I was on a I was on a first name basis <laughs> with old Fester who'd take your order over there. Yeah. One time when I was very young probably 12 or so i went to the Carter texas fair and there was a root beer vendor only year obviously it's not super popular but he had a big vat of like his homemade root beer and i'm telling you it's the best it's not not even the best yeah and it's not it wasn't even just the best root beer i've ever had in my life to this day it's the best carbonated beverage i've had in my life it was incredible (laughs) it was just cold enough not to freeze and it had the best root beer taste ever all right Uh, the only way you can determine how good it is is with the is is once you swallow it good it's the belch if the belch (laughs) is right then you're good all right that's gonna do it for us here on a wednesday don't forget jmo coming up next followed by the matt mosley show starring matt mosley and we got baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Go get yourself a chili dog for Stretch and Aaron. I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting second-ranked Houston. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. 
Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, same great quality, same great prices, two great locations, Gatesville and Marlin. Witt Building Supplies proudly offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA.